By the time we leave this house, each and every one of us can truly say it's been good to be in the Lord's house. Amen. That's one of the one of the highlights, I believe, of of any man of God should be being with the people of God, being in a place where we come together to worship in spirit and truth, being with those that love you. And I tell you what, there's no greater place to be tonight. And to be right here with God's people. Tonight I'd like to invite you to turn to the book of Ephesians in chapter 4. Ephesians in chapter 4. This evening we're looking at a, a Bible doctrine, uh, lesson number 25. And in this lesson, we're going to see something that seems to be very difficult for most people. Difficult. Because we're just human beings. Difficult because we all have feelings. And we're all touched with the infirmities of these old bodies and our minds. In verse 29 down through verse 32, I want to bring something to our attention and pray God will just open it up to us because there is something here that really makes makes the church, the people of God, what they really need to be. The Bible says in verse 29, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, and anger, and clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be you kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. I want to bring a lesson tonight on the doctrine of forgiveness. And this is one of those areas that I've had to do much praying about. I've had to do much soul seeking myself because there's things that happens in all of our past that we kind of hang on to, if you know what I mean. Hurts, disputes, Sometimes there are lies even spoken against an individual that causes, that causes great distress. And there's a thing that comes across our mind that says, I'll never forgive. Or there is this, I'll forgive, but I'll never forget. Well, you've never really forgiven like you're supposed to, like Christ did. So may God help us tonight because... This is one of those things that you see uh, the reason for a lot of church splits, a lot of church fights, so to speak, a lot of disharmony and broken unity. It's because there is this law of unforgiveness in our members, in our hearts, in our minds. We need to come to a place where even before someone asks forgiveness, that it's readily given. 
May God help us to do that. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow in your presence this evening, we do so with thankful hearts. Thankful, dear God, for your forgiveness. Oh, dear God, tonight I know that even in a time when I was unaccepted, when I was unacceptable, your forgiveness was there. Lord, I pray tonight that as we open up this word, we each one, Father, might find that place that we can give that forgiveness that we need to. Lord, I pray that you will open our minds and our hearts and our ears, open our eyes, dear God, that we may see what we need to see. May you empower your word tonight to change lives, to impress upon thy children, dear God, our needs. And how it is that we should let all malice, let it go, Father. I pray your help to us. Bless us this evening and forgive us our sin in Jesus Christ's name. And amen. Emmanuel, our study tonight has to do with our attitudes towards others when they have trespassed against us. We all had those in our lives which have committed acts against us, spoke ill will of us, or simply acted in a way which brought about a feeling of animosity and resentment towards others. Maybe it was because we have already said or done something which, at the very least, deserves some sort of response. As it concerns the body of Christ, the church, we should be ready to accept consequences of our own actions. We need to repent. We need to forgive. And we need to move forward. Portraying the proper Christian attitude toward those who have wronged and to those who have wronged us. Ephesians 4.32 says it very, very plainly, And be ye kind one to another. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. When we look at that term forgiveness, it's a, it's a, it's a term that is easily thrown around. And it's a term and a word that uh, is easy to say, but deep down inside is it really something that we have really portrayed in our lives. According to the dictionary, the word forgiveness is in the first definition, the act of pardoning someone for a mistake or wrongdoing. The second definition is the tendency to forgive offenses readily and easily. So first of all tonight, I I declare that I believe that what Christ would have us to do is to forgive as He did. Now you remember uh, Sunday morning in our message, I took you to Luke 23 and 34 where Jesus Christ was hanging on the cross of Calvary. He had people on every side of him. They were making fun of him. They were deriding him. They had already beaten him. They had pulled his beard from his face. They had uh, spit upon him. They had whipped him. They stood at the base of the cross and looked up and laughed at him. And what did Jesus do without them even asking for it? 
without a single person even asking for for uh, 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 this remission of their sins, without anybody saying anything other than deriding him, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You know, I can say that right now and chills come all over me because that tells us something. It tells us a great deal about the Savior and his, and his mindset at the moment when he was being treated so badly, when he, had been, when he had been beaten and when he had been made fun of, when he had been lied on and lied to. He had his own disciples turn away from him. Peter denied him. And while he was there on the cross of Calvary, he said, Father, forgive them without them even asking for it. That's what Christ done. Now that's one of those areas that I know many of us have a problem with. I mean, at one time in my ministry, in my early ministry, I remember a man coming to me. He was so mad at me for preaching that we need to love our enemies he, I mean, he about blew up on me. And I said, well, I said, number one, I know you're not mad at me because this is the words of Christ, not mine. And that's when I, I began to understand a little bit more about what Jesus was saying on the cross of Calvary. When they lied to him and lied on him, when they falsely accused him, he actually said, Father, forgive them. Listen. They never even asked for it. You know, I've heard people say, well, I'll forgive them when they come crawling back to me. Listen, that's not what Christ done for you or me either one. Praise God that's not what He done. Praise God that He, that he simply looked at us and said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Again, as Christ had been cruelly and severely treated, beaten, whipped, ridiculed, lied on, and as He hung on the old rugged cross, He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I know this is a difficult place for us as fallen, depraved human beings to be. Christ was perfect. Sure, with a perfect character. This was a very doable act for Christ. But listen, that's not what I'm saying today. It wasn't just doable. It was impossible for him not to say, Father, forgive them, because he was the perfect Son of God who was willing to forgive even when they didn't seek it. Who was willing to forgive somebody for doing something so wrong to them and hurt them so bad. Christ teaches us, I want you to act like this. In Romans 12 and 16, the Bible says, be of the same mind one toward another. You know, today if I've wronged you, I would expect that you would receive my plea for pardon. But I'll tell you what Christ would have done. Christ would have come to me and said, I forgive you anyway. You know, a lot of times that's what we're looking for, isn't it? We're looking for somebody to say, I'm sorry, when, when Christ simply said, Father, forgive them. This, I believe, would change our lives completely if we could come to a place where we're willing to forgive just like Christ forgave us. 
Again, this is a difficult place for humanity to be because we're fallen creatures. We have this problem with sin already in our lives. Even those of us who are saved by the grace of God, we're sinners, but we're saved sinners. Amen? Saved by grace. But we still have that fallen nature about us. That's a reason why we get offended so easily. That's a reason why that when we offend, we're not ready. We're not really ready to ask that forgiveness until we make sure that they feel your pain or our pain. You know what? Christ never wanted you to feel his pain. Christ wants you to know his pain, but he don't want you to feel his pain. That's the reason why that I believe as he hung on the cross of Calvary, he was able to say, Father, forgive them. Forgive them. You know, you could go to Philippians chapter 3 and 2 Peter chapter 3 and all, and all those scriptures there. You could read and you could see what Jesus Christ wanted us to be. He, wanted us, he wants us to be like him. He wants us to be willing to forgive those who trespass against us, even without them. You, and you know, so here's, here's one thing I want you to know. There's times when people do or say things to us that offend us that they don't even know about. And a lot of times we'll carry that grudge around for years and years and years, and we'll, we will put a wall between us and them, and they don't even know what, why that wall's there. All they know is that all of a sudden they're no longer a friend of yours. Maybe it's because they didn't know they offended you. You see, that's the reason why that the Bible teaches this other, this other uh, uh, truth that when somebody offends us, what are we to do? We're to go to them. We're to go to them and get this out in the open and get it taken care of. Forgiveness. I want you to know today that forgiveness, offering forgiveness the way Christ did, I know is hard for us. And I don't know that every one of us will ever fully come to that place where we can come to somebody that's hurt us so bad and we tell them, I forgive you. But folks, that's what Christ would have us to do. That's exactly what Christ would have each and every one of us to do tonight. If there is aught against thy brother, you know what the Bible says? Leave your, leave your gift at the table and go make things right and then come back and offer your offering. Forgiveness. Forgiveness like Christ forgave. God help us to come to a place in our own lives that we can just look at somebody and you know what? We don't know what somebody's going through in any given day. We don't know what somebody's going through in any given hour when, when you, may have, you may have had some great distress come in your life and you may have snapped just like that. And We need to understand that people, everybody, we're all different. We all have different personalities, different makeup, different traits. What we need to be, though, is the one trait that we all need to have and one trait that we need to, to grow in our lives is the trait of forgiveness. Now, secondly, we see a, a, a portion of Scripture in the book of Colossians that tells us that we need to forbear, to forgive and forbear. To forbear in the Greek means to put up with, to endure, to suffer. Like I said, you don't know what somebody's gone through today. 
You know, I, 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 you know, maybe somebody's come into the house of God tonight and they had a, maybe they've had a disgruntled look upon their face. Do you know everything that they've gone through this day? Do you know what they've gone through this week? Do you know what's in their life? A lot of us don't know the very personal in and outs of our day-to-day lives of each other. We don't know. And that's the reason why sometimes the Bible says, like it says in the book of Colossians, not just to be forgiving, but to forbear one another. Let's go over for just a moment Colossians in chapter, chapter 1. We'll look at a few scriptures here before we go, go on into this. And, and I pray God will open all of our minds to this. But the Bible says in Colossians chapter 1, verse, beginning at verse 3, We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. You know what? If you're praying for somebody like that, it's hard for you to, to speak against them. When you're actually praying for somebody, it's hard for you to turn against them because you realize that you're turning. You're, you're the one that's standing against the very God of heaven. You've already asked on their behalf. He said in verse 4, Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have to all the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in a word of the truth of the gospel, which is come unto you as it is of all the world, and bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you since the day you heard it, and knew the grace of God in truth, as ye also learned of Ephraim, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all might according to the glorious, His glorious power. Unto all patience and longsuffering with joy. Giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet. To be partakers of the inheritance of the saints of light. In whom, oh, excuse me, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. And has translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. In whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Folks, you cannot go any further without realizing what all God has done for us. May God help us tonight to realize what He's teaching us here. To realize what what we ought to be to each other. The Bible says in verse 20, And having made peace through the blood of His cross, by Him to reconcile all things unto Himself, by Him I say, whether it be things in earth or things in heaven. Now, the Bible goes on to teach us that being rooted and built up in Him, there are certain things and attributes that will be accomplished in our lives. Number one, we're going to be knit together in love. We're going to be knit together in love. We're going to be, we're going to be strengthened together in the love of God. You know, 
when the Bible teaches us in, in chapter 3 about forbearing, how we ought to remember that we're all just human beings. There's none of us that have arrived yet. There's none of us that are perfect. The Bible says in verse 13, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. And if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. So also do ye. To put up with or to endure. You say, well, it seems like every time that I see them, I have to endure the same thing. It was asked once of Christ, how often